It's a beautiful morning in San Chris. I'm walking down some stairs. I'm being quiet because I'm next to somebody's house. And just walked by a church and I heard the people singing, good morning. to connect with something I used to connect to in church. <clears throat> but it wasn't in church anymore. You know, they were like leading worship. It was the first time that I heard like guitar and vocals that sounded like the earliest years of me leading worship. about all those people in there with this feeling like something's wrong in the world and thank God literally for being the person the one the spirit the intention whatever it is Thank you that one day you're going to make this better here. And that's a step up. That's a step up from it'll never get better here. But I don't think that it's the top of the staircase anymore. I think that when Jesus was walking around saying he was God in the body and that he was going to put his spirit in us so then we'd be God in the body and we could share that stop worrying about money Stop worrying about who's going to hurt us because in our fears that someone else is going to hurt us, we've been doing a lot of hurting accidentally without consciousness, the way my wife would say it. I like that way. Without an awareness. You know, we all have that experience in life of looking back at something we did and said, what the heck was I thinking? If you are focusing on fear and what you lack, instead of being grateful, focusing on love and thankful for everything you have, 
then you are causing your problems. The problems of the world are not out there. The problems of the world are in our own hearts. They're in our own... ridiculously one-sided view of things. Sorry, I just got a little lost and lost my train of thought. Trying not to get hit by a car. Because I know you're going to want episode number three. Wow, it's really amazing. Buenos dias. It's Benito. Si, muy bien. Si, wow. Yeah, see how these guys are, it's beautiful. They're making it totally match up. Just repaired the street and making it match up like an artisan. It's so much better here that they carve cobblestones kind of, it's concrete, but they carve cobblestones into it. So it just looks nicer. It changes the way you feel about town because there was a little bit of love and art put into the road thing we just trample under our feet but instead right now of just trampling this road under my feet I'm looking at it I'm seeing how these guys repair it all the work the extra work being done just to make it beautiful to put this pretty pattern my sort of mantra for life and I forget it all the time (laughs) and a mantra if the word scares you is just something you repeat to yourself I'm not good enough what were they thinking all of those are mantras too it's just an obsessive thought in your mind but it's one that you do intentionally wow these guys are breaking the rocks to put in the street so they're the right size, so they look beautiful. The mantra that I have for my life is beauty is under your feet. <laughs> and when I just think about that, I get so happy. And even though I know that, Right now, I'm going to forget in 15 minutes and I'm going to be worried about some bill or my investments or why that person gave me that look. And you assume the worst about everything, just like I do. I didn't believe in love because I hadn't experienced it and I hadn't experienced it because I wasn't ever looking at anybody. I was often just 
stuck in my own obsessive thoughts and ignoring people. So I look at them and they're kind of giving me this look that I don't understand from my perspective, but maybe they're contemplating suicide and trying to figure out how do I provide for my kids when I'm gone, but I can't take it anymore. Or they're saying, why didn't they just talk to me about it? And instead they did this thing that was so hurtful. And we think about the the things in the past that hurt us or the things in the future that may or may not even happen. But the way we're thinking about it right now, putting all this attention and energy into it, it's a freaking mantra. And it's you putting out your intention of how you'll deal with it if it goes this way. And then guess what? You've put all that effort, all that effort into developing your defense to make your point. That now would be a waste not to use all of that energy and effort. So you sort of force it. You refuse to see the other person's point of view. You keep forcing your own. And you create the problem just so all of the time you spent rehearsing to bitch about it wasn't lost. And I think a lot of us do that. And I think I do that. And what I learned from my, my wife, who when I first freaking saw her, the first second feeling was so intense, it scared me. And it, it continued to scare me for literally like a year. I was like, I'm not in control of this feeling. I keep wanting to do things I don't really want to do. Maybe that's what love is. Maybe that's part of the feeling of love, but I'm just so afraid of being hurt that I resist it. And then by resisting it, I'm doing all these unloving actions because that's what resisting an action is, is to do the opposite and equal reaction. And you get stuck in a cycle of reinforcing this negative perspective. Okay, I think I'm repeating myself. I'm just making sure I understand this. Because frankly, this podcast is for me. It's not for you. This is rehearsal. Anyway. For me, feelings were hard to see. Well, hard to feel. 
See, even how I say it subconsciously, it's hard to see because I'm looking for this. Give me something I can measure to prove that it's there. And I've kind of approached God that way because I don't have a lot of access to the feelings part. Not the good feelings anyway. I have real quick access to the fearful ones, the angry ones, the ones that are sad and, oh, it was so much better back when I was a child. Of course it was. You're a freaking child. Grow up. It was so much better then because the grown-ups were taking care of you. Now it's your turn to take care of everyone else, all the children now. And are you doing it? Or are you just trying to hold on to everything that everyone gave you? Everything that you took from the world and trying to get even more from the world just for yourself to pile it up in your box. And you call that your home. One of the things Jesus said is, this world is not my home. So I don't store a treasure there. I'm storing up love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And because he did that all the time, he was perfect, just like God, according to the story. Hmm. I don't want to argue about if it happened or not. Don't we all agree that if all of us just focused on those ideas instead of how to get back at that person or how to protect us from getting hurt, the first thing you do when you think about protecting yourself is go grab a weapon. And now you are the thing that someone else needs to protect themselves against. Why is that so hard to see? I'm 53, I'm only seeing it now. But our weapons, because we just grab them, they're readily available. Our weapons are the tools we use every day. It's like stabbing someone with a screwdriver. Screwdriver is a great freaking tool. You can uh, build a house for a homeless guy using a screwdriver and a few other tools hopefully for you a few other friends but it could be done but instead you take your screwdriver and you try and figure out the best way to in a relational sense Improvise it as a weapon. So this thing you're supposed to be given as a gift, you turn into a weapon and you wonder why the world is bad. It's because everyone's doing what you do, which is the same thing that I do. And when the Bible talks about sin, that's all it's talking about. God's not mad at sin because it hurts him and it violates his rules. He hurts, he hates sin because it hurts his kids and it violates his kids.
which is the people that you are currently figuring out how to get revenge against. Those are God's kids. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all those therein. That's the Bible. And what is God? That answer is also in the Bible. God is love. Love itself. It weighs as much as love. It has the same atomic structure as love. God does. He's shaped just like love. If your God is shaped like a man, then what you're worshiping is a man. But if your God is shaped like a mystery, you're on the right track. And if that mystery compels you to do as my wife says, see the error in others and then work on it in yourself. Oh, jeez. I just got a new understanding of in my life how I need to apply that. And I can tell it's going to make me surrender a lot of my ideas but it is the more loving and generous thing to do so many of us are just shoving ourselves in a box trying to gather everything into our own little box our house we put more stuff in it we throw out the old stuff and we get new stuff to make our box the nicest thing and it's so frustrating to have to fix this crap like why doesn't it just stay awesome like when I bought it It's because you're not building a home, you're building a cage. The home that the God of the universe gave you is outside. And inside, not inside your house. inside your heart and the people of God say aho amen may it be so
fight is to start doing your part, doing this part, when you feel like no one else is. It's having the courage to be the first one to put the freaking knife down. And that's what God did. He, he came down in Jesus. This is the Christian version of uh, an idea. He came down and became one of you and said, yeah, look, I realize it's hard. And if you do the right thing, people will be against you. That's what Jesus showed. If you do the right thing, people will be against you. But everyone dies. And there's not a lot of hope, not a lot of people that live a life. And 2,000 years later, like literally the whole freaking world is talking about that life. Look, I don't know what happened in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. I got no freaking idea. I've got a few books that were handed down from the perspective of literally what, seven or eight humans that all had their own perspective and their own baggage and they fought among themselves. The answer is to stop trying to be right with people and start trying to love people. Solve the problem by demonstrating the solution. Like I used to tell my students in school. I'm gonna end with this. Is this my third ending? <laughs> okay. I'll talk about why that happens later. It's called intuition, extroverted intuition. Anyway. Uh, see, now I lost my train of thought. That's what happens in my brain all day long. I'm trying to get it back real quick. Something to students that are said to a student. Oh yeah, I tell my kids, show me, don't tell me. I taught Photoshop and the kids would um, be coming up to my desk or calling me over to their desk and saying, hey Schwartz, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. And I would just say, that sounds awesome. Show me, don't tell me. And when you get stuck, give me a call, you know? But show me. You're going to do it, then show me. Love. Joy. Joy. Make that a goal. Peace. Patience. Make that a goal. Kindness. Make that a goal. Goodness. Make that a goal. Faithfulness gentleness make that a goal ouch self-control make that a goal ouch self-control is self-discipline I'm not a super disciplined man but I'm learning to be Peace and Love by San Cristobal, Mexico. And if you come here, 
be quiet, respect this killer vibe.